to Bad Bitch Hysteria Radio. And the show starts now. <laughs> that should make I think so we started the last episode laughing too. That's all of it. Welcome. Happy, happy holidays. Welcome to Poppin' Off Pink. I am creator and co-host Chi Chi. Hey. Hope your holiday was gnarly. And this Kimber. ethereal figure. It's me. Kimber. Artist extraordinaire and imaginary friend. Yes. We are excited. We're actually going out later. If you're lucky, you might see some footage of that. <laughs> it's the day after Christmas. Yeah, thank God. How was your Christmas? It was beautiful. I was overwhelmed with emotions that I thought I'd put away a long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but it was great. I got to spend time with my family. Um, just really take in how my family is like growing and growing up because a lot of us... Um, Got babies on the way? Um, there are babies. They're getting bigger. They're about to start school. Oh all kinds God. of craziness. You know, they were just little beans the other day. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like these are my aunt's children. Mm -hmm. And my aunts and I are pretty close in age. Oh, yes. So you always talk up, about like, your aunts right. loving. I like want to meet I them one day. <laughs> you have to. My favorite chocolate queens. But yeah, like it's just amazing. Um, the oldest one she has two sons mm -hmm. and they're getting big and we were all just sitting back like going through um old christmas photos from like christmases before and Aww. of course my hair was different in every one and see these photos i'll show you i'll show you it's it it was great though it was beautiful it was a nice christmas brunch breakfast situation Aww. that's yeah. right you did say you went to brunch at your grandma's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we did not do brunch I did dinner and everybody woke up late. I don't even know what the heck. We've been staying up very late, me and my sons, um, who live in, both live in different places now. So um, it's, it, it, we all came together at my house. And so we've been staying up late watching just random, like the most random shit. Like we watched this Tiffany Haddish movie. Oh god! It wasn't a Tiffany Haddish movie, but, but she did was she in shuck it. Shuck and jive. It was hilarious. Was there any fruit on her? Do you face remember this time? movie? It didn't do well apparently because one of them, because they're my kids, had to Google this. <laughs> um, but we were thoroughly entertained. It was called The Oath. Okay. You, do you remember these commercials? No. She's married to this white guy. They have this cute little daughter. The daughter is the girl, the black girl from um, Stranger Things. So like, okay, she's an awesome little actress and um her husband is like super what's the word like not anti-government but some people might say he's anti-government and everyone in the movie in america is supposed to sign this oath <laughs> like by thanksgiving and of course he doesn't and That's i'm not gonna crazy. give away the movie but there's some crazy that shit sounds <laughs> interesting honestly it was really good yeah we were just gambling like oh it's on hulu like why not but yeah. um she needs to do more stuff like that. Less fruit on the face, more interesting. But we all did wear our Christmas pajamas. They humored me. Um, one of the pajamas I got for them said, where the ho-ho-ho's at? So <laughs> the other one had Coolest the black Santa. <laughs> and then I had my pink whatever. Of course I had to have pink yeah, Christmas pajamas. Um, but after we ate Chinese food, yes, for nom, breakfast, nom, um, and everybody like was awake, I was like, all right, now I have to cook. So I made potato salad. I'm gonna let her taste some later. 
I made um, baked clams, which were phenomenal. I'm not saying that because I mean, they were like way better than I thought. And I was like, oh my God, I hope all this turns out well. I got um, the good pasta, right? The mm. pasta that's like a dente. It was already like soft. It was like that handmade pasta. Oh, fancy. So I bought some of that and I made that with, this is where I was nervous, y'all, because I use vegan, two different types of vegan um, you had sauce. the vegan. But they are not like into, but it was so good. I was terrified. One was made from a base of avocado, so you gotta get something creamy. Okay. And the other one was made so that from. So for your like Alfredo. Mm hmm. Okay. And the other one, like, so one was Alfredo and one was pesto, and I put like equal parts mm. with shrimp. Mm. Yes, girl. And what else did I make? Oh, crab legs. Yes. Um, oh, I sauteed. And Some, I heard about oxtails. That made my heart smile. He hasn't made them yet. But oh. um, my friend who is, she's, is she training? She lives in Canada, but she lives, she sent, shout out to Tammy. She sent a, uh, she's like, just in case, like, here's what I do. Just mm -hmm. not saying he needs my <laughs> recipe, but here it is. <laughs> So he's gonna make those and um what else do we eat? Oh I sauteed some kale and garlic, which also turned out way better than I expected. Um so I was like I might have to do the seafood thing for Christmas going Absolutely. forward. But it was just nice and we watched again more movies. They baked cookies afterwards. Aww. Um so it was just I couldn't have asked for a better Christmas. That sounds amazing. My bed is <laughs> but on to some we're gonna start Our with Christmas gifts. Yeah, we're gonna start with one Christmas gift and talk about the other one later. So the most obvious one, you know, we both love Kanye. Um, Jesus is born was dropped yesterday afternoon. Yes. Right up under the tree. I did not know what to expect. I did, and some other people said this too. I did kind of expect it to be like Jesus is King Part Two, but Kanye is not overtly featured <laughs> at all it's so funny because i'm like i want to like mute some people on twitter because there was a couple of girls that were like oh my god i loved it the main reason i loved it because i didn't have to hear his voice <gasps> like, shut the fuck up but so um why the fuck are they listening but they were just lauding it and it was so great and they were listening to it and they loved it, it was one of the best oh. gospel albums ever but then you had like stretch my hands which is clearly a favorite theme of his mm -hmm. and um Ultralight Beam, uh, Follow Me, which is a, if, you, if you're from Chicago or if you, like my friend Hazel, if you're like her mom who's always been a house music head, then you dun, know Follow Me. Dun, 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 like, dun. and they redid. Do, 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 do. <laughs> they That's redid SWV, right? Mm -hmm. And there was another one that I, I'm going to be honest, y'all. So I started listening to it and I'm like <laughs> doing something. I don't know if I was cooking or cleaning. So I went to another room. And I was maybe a little bit more than halfway through it. And then I'm like, I know I don't hear the song that I think I hear. Genuine. Genuine. So anxious. So anxious. I'm like, this that is not beautiful. on this album. I, no, it me. was beautiful. But it made me feel conflicted. No. Because no. that's where I met somebody very significant to me who is now deceased. Um, mm. And... That's literally the song that was playing when we met. I was dancing with someone who was about between six foot, six two. And the Sounds person right. that I met, I can't see them because they were like six, six. So <laughs> I'm dancing with somebody. I'm five, seven. So the person I was dancing with was about five or six inches taller than me. 
the person who apparently saw me from across the dance floor literally moved my man out the way didn't say anything like literally just scooted him out the way and i was like okay like whoever this is is crazy so i'm gonna just finish out the song (laughs) seriously that's intense and then i looked up and i was like oh he's fine And tall, big and tall, like a tree. Unfortunately, oh like I said, he's deceased, but I was like, Damn. that song, you know? So yeah. I love, like you said, they did a great job, but I was conflicted. I was like, I don't know how to feel listening to this right now. Yeah, no, anyone that knows me knows that if there's one thing I'm here for, it's an adaptation <laughs> of any ratchet, inappropriate, immoral song to gospel. Give me a choir. Like, when they had that little fake story going around about how Aretha Franklin was supposed to sing Bootylicious. Stop. I'm like, bitch, you better do it. Stop. With a choir. Was she? I need a tambourine. I heard about it. It never happened, You know, she has an album. She was interviewed for, and I don't know why I was watching this interview recently. Probably because I started my soul music phase about a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And she said she remade a whole bunch of Beyonce. Not just Beyonce, but like, and I'm like, when she started kicking off the names of the songs... I was like, I gotta go find this album I, like, and I listen need it. to it. Jesus Christ. Yes, Speaking Jesus Christ. Of, yes. yes. <laughs> um, I personally haven't gotten through all of the album as of yet, mm-hmm. um, seeing as though it just came yesterday, and with Kanye's music, it's like a ritual for me. I need to have absolutely nothing to do. I need to have the day set aside. You know, I prefer to be in bed. Or just, you know, there's just a series of things. Oh, there's like things. a ritual going yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> um, so I gave it like a little taste. And the thing that struck me is that I felt his absence on the album. Um, and that kind of distracted me from appreciating the Sunday service choir mm-hmm. and like really receiving what they were putting out there because their voices are phenomenal. Amazing. Um, Amazing. And I love that he's doing that for those people. Um, so I definitely appreciate it in that regard, but I'm just like, there's just like a big hole. Like his presence is there. Yeah. Like I can definitely tell he was there every step of the way throughout the production, the direction, the scoring, all of that. Right. But he is not on it. And that is like. Well, it's a gospel album. It's a pure gospel album. Right. Which is wonderful. But like you said, I too (laughs) anticipated uh, Jesus is King part two or you know just something i think else. he's trying to show not that we didn't already know right. that he was a phenomenal producer but he's in a he's in the wilderness i'm gonna get biblical yeah, with y'all yeah. you know on this new you know he's embarking on this new journey mm-hmm. that kim is like i'm not on the journey with you yet nope. so it's kind of like we know he's a phenomenal producer but we know he's a phenomenal producer in r&b and hip-hop mm-hmm. and now it's like giving you a gospel album on jesus birthday and it's a pure gospel yeah. album. Mm-hmm. It's not me, you know, rapping it or anything like that. It's purely gospel. And so I want you to see the level, the quality. And in between, our, you know, the last show we did, he had just done Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. which was streamed live. And I still have a couple of clips that I say from it. But then he did one about Mary, which he didn't make available, which I have a feeling he's probably going to make available at some point. Yeah. So I only saw like scenes, not actual scenes from the play, but like scenes of people painted silver, including him. So there were some silver surfer <laughs> oh, jokes man. all over Looking the like internet. A Sun with the champagne. That was everything to He's me. doing, we were having a very in-depth discussion right before we started about just relationships and what you, what we both look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I said was 
I don't care what your gender, <laughs> your we all have like a purpose, but the one thing we all need to be doing while we're on this earth is evolving. And so regardless of what you think about these new forays he's making, he's stretching himself. Yeah. I could hate any of the projects that he's doing, um, but I will always appreciate Especially a man. Someone that's a black man. A black man. That's making a Stretching himself. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did this. Now I'm going to do this. I'm passionate about this. I need to learn something. So I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and do this. But y'all still want him to be in the vented sunglasses (laughs) in fucking remedial. Like, I guess that's the next album, remedial or whatever that y'all wanted. Mm -hmm. It's time to let it go. And he said this many times and other people have said it more recently for him. He knows how to make just a great hip-hop song like i mean hip-hop album but what people don't respect and kimber you are an artist so you can speak to this is that as much as you may love the art that someone puts out it's still for them it's still a selfish endeavor 100 percent. so that's where it all begins and the thing about it is that a lot of people don't realize is it's not as you just said for mm y'all it's literally just us being so fucking dope at it or making or garnering so much attention from what it is that we're doing that it gets to the scale that it gets and then somehow in us thanking you for acknowledging our excellence you take that to mean that it's for you Mm -hmm. it's not it's not um so yeah like the people that are still saying they miss the old kanye or he's crazy whatever like all of that you know okay keep it though like you know we don't we don't need that what's so funny is the hmm, the universe (laughs) that (laughs) gospel and hip-hop exist in so just speaking from the african-american perspective i've seen some people on social like oh that's the white man's religion and da, da, da. and it can be it, it can very, very well. well but then you can't disrespect the tradition of gospel music and how that literally carried us over i'm not even somebody who listens to gospel music all the time i have like my gospel music playlist but i tell you the one person i can listen to from sunup to sundown is like the most old school gospel music ever and that's Mahalia Jackson mm. and 50 Cent has a, a song that he did when he was part of that collective and I forget the G-Unit, G-Unit <laughs> where he's like he used the sample yeah. that song Walk With Me mm-hmm. as much as you can't stand 50 and you know he puts on this persona because I met him in person he is not that persona in person at all. Does he smell good? Yes, he, he looks does. like he smells he really, really good. And he has a beautiful smile. He smiled Ooh, specifically wee. at yours truly. And I felt very My special. Yeah. Anyway, point being <laughs> that there's a um there's um been many like memes and posters that talk about the footprints in the yeah. sand. And that song Mm-hmm. He's basically expressing how God carried him <laughs> through the sand. And you have Mahalia Jackson's voice. Now, yeah. that's just one example. I think that there may have been other rap songs that use that specific song. But there's been so much. Even The Game, he had a whole album um, a few years back that had, like, the stained glass church window Honestly. feel. And it's like, somebody made a point yesterday, and I was like, genius. I'm mad I didn't tweet it first. And they were like, as much shit as y'all talking, do you know how many samples 
can be used from this gospel that's album. Like, like that's the fucking it's thing. a treasure trove of samples. That's the fucking thing. Like all of these people that are just listeners, it's like you do yourself such a disservice when you don't dissect what you're listening to and you just take it at face value or oh this new shit, that new shit, mm-hmm. this new shit. Like I always say that nine times out of ten, even if you may not like what I listen to, your fucking producer does. Mm-hmm. Your producer would hang out with me before they hang out exactly. with you. Exactly. Because there's so much knowledge and there's so many there's so much material, creative material that you can reference from any point in history mm-hmm. and from any genre of music. Right. It's all expression, it's all energy, and it's not somehow worthless because it doesn't sound like something that yeah. doesn't resonate with you. It can be translated into that, and that's what sampling is. Mm-hmm. That's what Kanye does with all the samples and soul beats he used to make. It's all just like different variations of someone else's expression. But you know, Amen. When the church said Amen. What do I know? Deacon Kimber. <laughs> Deaconess. <laughs> you Shout out to Love, Peace, and Slander. They made me a deaconess. Did they now? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness. God. I'm just a parishioner today, y'all. Um, <laughs> but I do want you to testify. About what? Give me... It doesn't matter. I don't care what they do. They could be an athlete, an actress, a singer. They just have to be a woman. Mm-hmm. That's Let's go back kind of to Little Kimber with the hairstyles and the pictures that I've yet to see. <laughs> who inspired two to three people, women, who inspired Little Kimber on the come up to Kimber that you are now? Ah, this is actually funny because I was talking <laughs> about it the other day. Um, and I don't want anyone that um, that knows me that is a woman to take offense Uh-oh. but um i've never really i've always appreciated women throughout my life um even if it was like you know cartoons or whatever like i used to love like wonder woman and all those badass ass whoopers catwoman yeah. selena kyle with the shortcut um you know the agent from that little segment of Powerpuff Girls, Monkey with the little swirlies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. She was everything to me. Um, You know, and then, of course, like, I was always playing with dolls growing up, so that was Were you? Yeah. Oh, my God. What? Barbie's bitch? That's my shit. I played with, um, I would dig ants up out of the dirt. Oh. I love when it rained because I would obviously play with the worms, and I was just talking about this with my sons at dinner the other day which they thought was weird but I used to play with spiders I know people are scared of spiders but oh well (laughs) well all right I'm clearly you know like my sister and I (laughs) like our dad always loves to call us burritos because we're like a little bit of boy and a little bit of girl so I wasn't you know 100% Like, you know, I've got scuffed up knees and after a while I was like, sis, are we going to be cute or are we going to just fall apart here? So the decision was clear, right? Um, But to go back to what I was saying, um, I've always admired women. Mm -hmm. So my perspective of women was always a little bit more, um, I guess, like vain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my mother, she was like this she wasn't is this homemaker slash beauty queen Mm -hmm. 
So there was that as well. Um, and my father was the most dominant energy in the house. Mm -hmm. And that in turn, like, um, was always who I admired men. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, especially, um, when I got to a certain point in my life, like in high school at this point, I was like standing for Kanye. Um, but were you, I, I get why you admired men mm -hmm. probably more so, but were you inspired or did you model yourself after any men or were there women that you kind That's, of like after a point it was Kanye. <clears throat> okay. Because, um, and I mean, I, at one point in high school, I even had like the little vests and shit and all of that. Um, trying to picture this. <laughs> it was so cute on me, but I'm sure um, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was super cute. But, um, yeah, like just throughout the course of my life, I've always admired men more or like have been inspired rather by men. Um, just because of like the drive they have, the responsibilities they have to live up to, at least just what from what I saw growing up with my father mm -hmm. um, and his perspective of life and like the way he went about things and like, you know, his creative endeavors with his music and all of that. And then Kanye came along with his message of, hi, I'm the shit. I know I'm the shit. I'm going to sing my praises because mm -hmm. I'm thankful that I'm the shit. Right. And you're going to have to deal with it. So those were things that, I didn't really see a lot of women doing. Right. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I was never really like, you know, I can't say it was a woman, but there were like, you know, style cons where I'm just like, yes, like, you know, like on one hand, I want to be like this enchanting Disney princess, <laughs> you know, ep epitome of femininity. But mm -hmm. then on the other hand, it's like at the core, a lot of like, you know, like, I guess people that would be posted up on my wall mm -hmm. wouldn't look like me because they'd be men. Okay. That's fair. I like that you mentioned um, high school mm -hmm. because I think those are also the same period for me where I felt like certain people made more of a mark mm -hmm. on me. And um, we're going to talk about one of them in a minute. But... It wasn't until I became an adult and I started re-watching certain um, shows that I realized, oh my God, <laughs> like that person really made an impact on me and that's why I'm doing this. That's mm -hmm. why I pursued that. Mm -hmm. One of them was a character um, played by Queen Latifah on Living Single. It wasn't until I started re-watching Living Single with adult eyes. It wasn't until I started re-watching episodes of Living Single with my adult eyes that it hit me how much of an impact Queen Latifah playing um, Khadijah James Flavor Magazine. And it took me back to me, like as a teenager in my room, having whole journals about the type of magazine I wanted to create for black women mm. um, and black girls, which never came to fruition. But this is kind of like a living magazine, I guess you could say. Um, and Hip Hop Scriptures is definitely one uh, Sorry, I know there's like some emails I need to answer, but I all of a sudden I got all these emails like, I love your blog. Um, but it's not just for women, obviously. It's for the whole hip-hop community. This is for women. Um, and the other one, believe it or not, was Gina Waters. And I think that's because, obviously, Martin and her had their own relationship, but then her aspect of it's like, both were inspirational, but her more so. Like, he was this radio 
successful radio jockey with his own show. Mm -hmm. And then she was this media master. And I have spent the last 10 plus years working in media, working in advertising, working in PR, working Mm -hmm. in communications. And that's literally, (laughs) I don't have a Martin. Right. Hint, hint, taking applications. But um, I'm definitely, I don't look anything like her, but I feel like I embody a lot of Gina Mm -hmm. (laughs) Waters. And then the third person who I said we're going to talk about, along with some other her contemporaries, is Ananda Lewis, Mm. who also has not aged like some other black (laughs) celebrities. Shea Butter Baby. Um, Ananda, because, and this shouldn't be a shock to anybody who's familiar with this show, because she created this platform, she facilitated, she came from a, a community angle, she she it was a debate, it was like, let's hear all sides, and I see a lot of myself in what she like spearheaded. Um, she was compared at one point to Oprah when she had her own show, mm-hmm. but I've never really been an Oprah fan like that. Um, not that's not each. I have totally utmost respect for everything she's built, that's but I never connected. Default, but yeah, I never connected to her and felt like I want to be like her. Right. You know what I mean? Where with Ananda, Khadija, and Gina, I was like, that's what I want to do. That's mm-hmm. what I want to be. So we're gonna get it started with. I just want to talk about these women in chronological order. Yeah. And I want to, you know, the last show we spent a fair amount of time on um on on birth charts and astrology. So I wanted to mess with Kimber a little bit. Um, So as we talk about these women, I'm going to, if you watched our live show from last January, we played this game where Kimber had to guess people's sign. Let me engage my psychic mind. Before we even, I just want to say all hail (laughs) to Big Les. We're going to start with Big Les whose government name is Leslie Seagar, mm-hmm. dancer, choreographer, host, fitness guru. She's trying to move into making her own films and also being an actress. Um, would you like to take a guess? On a, We both have very limited knowledge because we were like kids when she was doing her thing, but yeah. we watched her. We researched her. We, we're watching her. I'm watching her now on Instagram. But like, what vibe do you get? What do you think her sun sign is? Well, she's, like, very expansive, mm-hmm. very active. Mm-hmm. So, by textbook, um, she could be a fire sign. Mm-hmm. But, seeing as though I am a fire sign, who is very anti-gym, <laughs> um, I would say if she's not a fire sign... So my guesses are then either Leo, um, potentially not Gemini because she seems to be very solid, um, but she could also be a Taurus. Um, that would be my guess. Or perhaps if I were to say a water sign, maybe Scorpio. Hmm, Those are all great guesses. I would not be surprised to your point if she has a strong totally shooting in the dark here um mm-hmm. Taurus influence right. just because she is so solid mm-hmm. and she's so most dynamic. definitely oh yeah but she's most definitely she's known as the Jane of all trades mm-hmm. and she is actually a Sagittarius so ah! you're right she is a fire sign <laughs> oh my god 
had a so recent a birthday. Yes. So she's a December, December. Sad, That's why. Because, man, I'm born on that cusp of Scorpio, and I'm like, bro, do we have to do this? Oh, my God. Uh, wow. That makes so, a lot of sense. All of these women have um, had some interesting backstories and things that they've had to overcome. Mm. Big Les is most known and I'm talking about from personal experience. I remember her and Joe Claire. Joe Claire was nuts. I shared a clip of him interviewing Foxy Brown when we were going crazy trying to promote the cipher over the summer. Um and it, I laughed My even watching the clip. Hamstrings start to burn yeah. every time. Yeah, it's like still cipher. triggering. <laughs> um but that show was on from nineteen eighty nine, believe it or not, to two thousand eight. That's somebody's whole childhood right there. Mm. Um I don't think I watched it till the 90s. I'm pretty sure. I probably wasn't even allowed to watch it when it first came on. But she was on with Joe from 94 to 99. And here's the thing. Like, I used to hang out. We talked. Okay, so I was a tomboy, obviously. I I hung out with my male relatives. So I was in a barbershop way more than a little girl should have been. And Big Les was definitely one of the women talked about by the men. Oh, I'm gonna get some of that. Let me uh, let me be around Big Liz. I show her who's big. You know. Mm-hmm. So it floored me. I'm not shocked because now I'm an adult, but if you would have told little me that this woman was told that she was not what men wanted to see on television. She almost didn't get cast on Rap City because that's what she was told out the bat. So actually the producers and I think some other higher up had to fight BET and fight, you know, all the folks that made the big decisions and signed the check to even get her on the show. So she dealt with, you know, not being, I guess, what people consider traditional or mm-hmm. conventional beauty, um, being darker skin, being big. So the way she's she built, like and it's Amazon. all her actual natural. I mean, obviously she's in the gym, but this is not like surgery enhanced she's at all. She's got body yaddy yaddy and then she's super tall and she's got muscle tone forever. She's like literally from Themyscira. I'm sure of it. Yeah, so I mean some of the highlights, um, I know our audience spans <laughs> a big chunk of time. I didn't know this um, until researching, but she was like the first person, I guess, to interview maybe the only person to interview our Kelly and Aaliyah together. And mm-hmm. she was told, you know, she was warned, I guess, like not to ask certain questions, but flat out the That's gate, that she was like, was she was so like, are y'all married? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, she has done choreography for all the big names, um, was nominated for the choreography she did for Mary J. Blige for the video Real Love, Michael Jackson, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. some people, Whitney Houston, oh goodness, Bobby Brown, um, she counts. We're talking about inspiration and influence. She counts mm-hmm. Debbie Allen as her like kind of her biggest Aww. influences. Um, That's Felicia Rashad's sister. For those that yes. don't know, my mom, my real mom. <laughs> mom, come get me. Oh my Felicia God. Rashad's sister, better known as Claire Huxtable. And it's funny because I was just talking about Khadijah James, but mm-hmm. Big Les is the one dancing. I am, you know, the living mm-hmm. single song. She's the girl. She's the dancer. Um, so. I don't know. Like, she's super good friends with LL Cool J. She also did choreography for him. Um, I saw a clip of them from way back. I don't even know where I found it. But it's clear that she has so much respect. She's a New York girl. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to put that out there. So she's friends with all these legends. It's not like, oh, I'm a fan. And I'm right. sure she is a fan and they're a fan of hers. But 
this woman is literally, if I had to say there's a woman that just embodies hip hop, then Big Liz is definitely it. Yeah, she's earned her ranks. She's gone through all the shit. And, you know, like a lot of people would have broken down just being told like, hey, you're not sexy, go mm -hmm. home. And she still kept powering forward. I think that's very admirable because she really isn't the run of the mill image that um, a lot of women are you know seen on tv mm -hmm. as and uh at the same time i find it fucking confusing that a lot of these networks and tv shows want women that are basically video vixens to host and like show knowledge not to say that they couldn't but a lot of them don't and a lot of people associated with that image aren't put in those positions superhead could definitely do it Absolutely, but she's one of the few. Absolutely, but again, one of Sorry, the few. Sorry, Corinne Stephens. You know? <laughs> I don't know what she goes that by even, now. That didn't even hit me. Yes, Miss Corinne, we apologize. Oh fuck, that was terrible. Um, damn. Uh, yes, she could do it, but um, you know, that just goes to show that if that expectation can be placed on that archetype mm -hmm. then there needs to be space for you know women such as big les angie martinez is another example yes. like from her very tone of voice i don't think she's like the typical female host that you would want yeah. but she has that relatability mm -hmm. and that's what's important and i can't believe that they overlooked that yeah and um i again Never saw it, didn't, so I can't say I have memory of it or I, I can't find it on YouTube, guys. Mm -hmm. But she conducted like some of the very first on air, on TV, like classic hip hop interviews. So she, mm -hmm. that includes Biggie, Tupac, Outkast, the Fugees, and like probably many more. Take um, Angela. <laughs> I'm sure she had useful, interesting things to say. Things that let her guests know that she is not only familiar, but interested in their body of work. Not just like the typical. So what you doing later? Or you who, gonna go hang I out heard here? that you had a relationship with this particular video vixen. Or like, what's going on in your love life? Like, right. Yeah. What kind of exfoliator do you use? <laughs> Well, she's on, um, I have not seen it. I've seen clips on her on her Instagram, mm -hmm. but she's on Dash Radio, a show. Mm -hmm. It's like a weekly internet show called The Spin Room. Um, I've heard of that. Yeah, and she did an interview, I think it was earlier this year. I don't know where she is in this journey, but like I mentioned before, she does want to get into acting, which I don't, like really. There's no reason Big Liz should have to struggle in my opinion, to get into acting, given all the stuff that this woman has done. She's basically shown you that she can be whatever she sets her mind to and do it at, like, a very professional level. I'm sure that after this, Shonda Rhimes will start working on something for her. She needs to, Shonda. Not that I know you personally, Not but Tyler. Like, let's make it happen. I don't want Tyler to pick her up. I want someone that's going to give her, that's going to push her and like you know like meet her at the level she is mm -hmm. and yeah i well, want her to get her just due if she does i feel like acting. it's coming and um i've been watching like that she gets she gets really great interaction on social mm -hmm. 
so it's like people are discovering that she's on social. I'm like, oh my shit, you know. <laughs> my brother being one of them, I saw you. Um, <laughs> she posted a very beautiful bikini picture recently. Um, but I think the beauty of her and some of the other women we're about to talk about is that you really got to have like staying power. And I don't mean staying power like, oh, I'm booked all the time. I'm in all these movies. I'm on these shows. Just staying power and staying in touch with yourself, your own power, your journey, believing in it. Because look how everything's coming full circle. Now people are like, oh, she's there. I can like follow her. I can see what she's doing. Um, what happened behind the scenes? Almost every, and I didn't look at a ton of interviews, but I looked at enough interviews. And one of the main questions was, what happened? behind the scenes at BET with Rap City. Mm. So in addition to her and, and sending her light and love on her journey to get into acting, she, in addition to her doing that, she wants to start making her own documentaries. And she said she wants to make a documentary on Rap City. Ooh. That would be... Please invite us to the premiere. We want to be there. Please. And something else near and dear to our hearts. And she don't w- hold back. Tell no. us all the stuff. I'm sure she's not. I want all of the stuff. I want all of the details. And she's also um, wants to do a documentary specifically on women in radio. Whenever you're ready, ma'am. <laughs> so at this point, <laughs> I just not to take anything away from the women that we currently look at as like badass, because I think number one at that on the list would be like Rihanna. But how badass do you have to be? To be told that shit, like, oh, you're not the one that makes Bob Johnson's dick hard, and well, that's the you're thing. not the one that you know should be on television, and to to just say fuck you, I'm doing it, I'm working with LL, mm-hmm. I'm working with Queen Latifah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and to finally, well, she was always celebrated by her audience, by the right. way, like I said earlier, but to really come full circle and be like, damn, this is a fine ass woman talented ass woman and just made such a huge impact to Mm -hmm. not just hip-hop culture but like the culture yeah yeah it's incredible that um so much can exist in one place and in one person um and i think it's unfortunate that she's not getting her just due at this point um and it's crazy because i too when i reflect on it now that um you know this particular episode has brought her to my attention do recall seeing her kind of sprinkled throughout you know television Mm -hmm. and just any random thing that I'd come across even though you know like at this point I was I don't know I could have been maybe like nine or ten but I do remember seeing her and like there was a lot of things that she's involved in now that I have heard of but it's nowhere near um at the level of awareness it should be at. No. And it's it's a disservice, frankly. It's just not fair. Um, but again, I don't know. There's just something about real talent and the industry that's just like oil and water. <laughs> Clearly. I don't think they like it very much. You know, talent and like actual substance. I don't think they I don't think they really care for it. Oh, that is a beautiful It's kinda like me and smoothies, you know? <laughs> Get like it gives me a headache, upsets my stomach. I think that's Kind of how the industry feels about talent. For me, having like a routine. Mm. Um, <laughs> but no, that's a beautiful, beautiful segue because um, I did find a clip. 
actually I found a 50 minute video but you know I have like a really short attention span so I watched like a few minutes of it while multitasking mm -hmm. but what was interesting to me because we knew who we were going to talk about today so I was looking for a clip of Teen Summit mm -hmm. which Ananda Lewis who we're going to talk about now um hosted but I want to give her a little bit of her backstory but what was funny is I'm watching it um DuJour was her partner on or like co-host so he's in the audience Ananda sitting on stage and then I hear this voice <laughs> and so I look up and it's actually Big Liz so even though that wasn't her show she right. was on there so I Always would love present. to hear more about the relationship between because I didn't find any of that and I, I honestly didn't go looking for it but right. I would love to hear about the relationship between Ananda and Big Liz mm -hmm. um, but a little bit you know some of these folks give out more personal details and others so I have more information on Ananda that I have on Big Les's background. Um, Ananda is black and Native American. She was born in LA but grew up in San Diego. Her parents split when she was two. And her dad, it seems like, um, was not a part of her life really. But her mom, I guess because they were together for such a long time, took the breakup really, really, really hard and left for about under a year. But she talks about feeling shell shocked yeah her. and her grandmother like stepped into that mother role but i like the fact that she didn't just open up about that but she, you know she talked about you know certain things stay with you we've talked about that mm -hmm. like um there's no scale for for trauma right you have an imprint from the time you're for a week yeah it's from zero to like mm -hmm. was it five or seven years old yeah everything that happens to you is like stuck in your body soul dna for the rest of your life wait till i tell you the things i learned about <laughs> myself uh-oh so we have to un oh we have to <laughs> unpack that it sounds like we got something to unpack later mm -hmm. um she had a speech impediment mm -hmm. um but I think if you know who Nanda Lewis is or if you go looking for her after you hear this episode, one thing that comes across that I was not shocked when I read about this and saw this, she's very was a very driven child. So she overcame the speech impediment between like the ages of eight and eleven, I wanna say, but she actually entered herself into a contest. <laughs> An eight year old. Not a typical eight year old. Like Typically, it's a family member or teacher that right. says, oh, you should try out for this talent show or this right. beauty contest. She entered herself and she won. Um, but her passion was like teaching, which I don't think is shocking given the way she facilitated Teen Summit. So she did do some tutoring and it was her students, believe it or not, that convinced her to audition for the Teen Summit role. And she got it like just as she was about to do like Teach for America. Wow. So that's what Thank put her goodness. on that path. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of little nuggets yeah. in her story. For sure. I just um, really admire uh, the fact that, and it's crazy because she is yet another person that was affiliated with BET, EBT. <laughs> um, and I admire that she walked away from them got with MTV, mm -hmm. which is like, to me, a substantially more, not only revolutionary network, just in the sense of all the things they would do with their programming as far as like animation, uh, music. I feel like they were kind of the first ones to really start pumping reality TV. Oh yeah, the real and world. Like, yeah, the real world and like even True Life, like when they, True Life is my shit. 
but like catfish. Yeah, like they're still doing... one of my favorite lines ever. You should have never called me a fat ass Kelly Price. <laughs> I want that on a t shirt. Like man. they're still um, <laughs> growing and like you know like Nitro Circus personal favorite, Jackass personal favorite, Jackass so, I'm familiar with. Yeah. Nitro Circus. We'll get into okay. It. That, that's that's some new Travis shit. Travis Pastrana, I love you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty admirable that she, being a Native American, African American woman, Beautiful. literally left that network and just elevated herself and worked with them. Like that was like that was like wow, that was tremendous to me, and it made me. I feel like this is going to be the episode where we side eye, you know, BET, EBT. Because... Oh, we have to because that's the common thread. Yeah, with everyone we're talking about, yeah. and that's. That was an, an interesting discovery that I made is they all got effed over mm-hmm. at some point. Well, Ananda wasn't necessarily effed over, but she but just she knew her knew worth, basically, and smart. took the opportunity. Right, but that, like seeing as though she left, it just kind of makes me want to turn back to them and say, well, she's essentially now on the opposite end of the spectrum of big lesgo, like as far as looks and all of that. So then, again, what could it have been that caused her to leave mm-hmm. as well it's like you know i think like you said to be a black network yeah. that is now advertising bet plus where you can stream black culture but your standards for the people that you employ to represent the company aren't very black or if they are they're just perpetuating certain negative aspects yeah. of blackness i think she knew what her and um, DeJour brought to collectively mm-hmm. with Teen Summit, because it's reported, I'm sure it's true, she cried for like three weeks after she made the decision mm-hmm. to leave BET. I feel like maybe she was she felt she was leaving the, the, the teens that were on Teen Summit I mean, and that community. Yeah. But to your point, because MTV has such a diverse programming, even back then, yeah. she was able to do so many different things. She wasn't just on TRL, she she hosted Hot Zone. She did yeah. some specials. She was had a very close relationship um, with Aaliyah, mm-hmm. and she hosted like the first I think forum after Aaliyah passed away. Yeah, and she, she got to be herself and flash her tits yes. on like some spring break shit. Like... Wait, I don't want to touch on that. But she also hosted like the first, and I don't remember it. I remember it, but I don't remember it. But she <laughs> hosted like a talk after Columbine. Mm. But yeah, to your I, point... You're right. She did do that. Let's get back to the flashing. So <laughs> one of the... You know, they got all these YouTubers. And one guy did a great job. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, so she went off. And I don't I don't remember. I remember probably hearing about it. But again, I don't remember the moment. She apparently went off on Q-Tip because she felt like one of his videos had too many scantily clad mm-hmm. women. And he's like, but then Ananda flashed her tits in Panama. But she yeah. had like pasties or something. I thought that was funny. I love, including where I find it in myself, the contradiction of humanity. I don't necessarily think that's a contradiction, only because that was her using her agency. Mm-hmm. You can certainly argue that it's contradictory. It was tastefully done. But with Q-Tip, um, and we've seen this with other artists. I can't think of anyone. I don't want to say the wrong names, but we've seen where, and even on BET, where they ban certain videos. Mm-hmm. I think Sierra, one of her videos, where women were either close to naked or naked, because, but then there you could see similar images in like a Fifty Cent video or another video, and those videos were fine. And to me, she embodies that fight mm-hmm. of she's basically wagging her finger. 
at Q-tip, but it's like, this is a man's video with these women. Me mm. being in Panama flashing, that's my agency. Right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just found it interesting, very entertaining and interesting <laughs> tidbit about her. And, you know, I've talked about my celibacy journey. She was very, and this is before what we're doing, before social media. Mm -hmm. She publicized her taking a stance to be abstinent and then went into detail about why she felt it was important. Like, she felt like she started having sex too young and that there was, and I can relate to this part, that there was drama that comes with sexual relationships that she wanted to, like, remove herself from. That's probably why she still looks the same age that she did back then. Yeah. So, I mean, and she was doing that for herself, but also having the background of being a teacher, being a tutor, being this um, host of Teen Summit. At this point, she was on MTV, but I think it was kind of like, once again, talking directly to the youth, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to the young people. And, like, for someone who's so beautiful and outspoken and just known. At one point, she was, like, known on the New York scene, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um she knew what that impact would be, like taking a stance and saying, I'm going to be abstinent for at least six months this year, and this mm. is why. Mm. And these are the pitfalls that you want to avoid. Yeah, another dynamic, incredible person that um, is very, like, rooted in themselves from very early on in life. I think that's amazing. And I really was blown away by... The fact that something like Teen Summit existed, like, you know, for me Seriously. growing up, it was like shit like Zoom and, you know, whatever else. Um, and as I got older, um, I don't think there were that many shows that really went into addressing what's going on around us or what we're subjecting ourselves to directly. It would be 106 in Park. Mm -hmm. Um and through that, you would kind of learn how to navigate through life, but you would never think about it in the way that they did on Teen Summit, where they're d dissecting the usage of the word bitches and hoes and all of that, um, and just the overall progression or deterioration of hip-hop at that point, and what that meant for everybody, for men and women, like, that was an incredible thing to witness, and um, like you said, it was very peaceful. It was an intellectual conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of, like, yet again, it's like the same way I feel about the era of Motown. I mean, of course we know niggas were nigging back then and, <laughs> you know, shooting and looting and drinking and smoking and cheating and fighting. But yeah. there was still some presence of, like, mind. There was still some interest in the community and it was again looking at that and seeing that like where is it now like now we don't even talk about it like everyone just kind of accepts it the same way we accept that you know iphone is going to keep making more and more stupid updates and we just deal with it like we've just been adapting to the culture that music is teaching us now but we're not taking time to talk about it to consider how it makes us feel or how it may be affecting people around us. Like, we don't take that time anymore. Yeah, I like the fact that... Uh, I mean, at least the one episode I watched mm -hmm. on YouTube, uh, I'm sure it was, you know, pretty representative of the show, mm -hmm. was that they specifically had teenagers saying, this is how I feel about the music. 
This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I don't understand. This is what's making me uncomfortable. And they had also the variety of the people. Mm-hmm. They had Chuck D from Public Enemy. They had like these West Coast rappers. Um, they had two of the pioneers. The one clip I wanted to talk about um, Scorpio. I don't, I didn't listen to these people's music, but I know the names, right? So, like, Scorpio and Melly Mel were also on this particular episode with all the people I just named. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a, a teenager. Ladies, you're gonna love this. This is a teenage boy, right? We don't even hear grown men talking like this. And he's like, How do you feel about the male ego? Do you think it's a problem in hip hop? Like, y'all always calling women B's and H's. And he literally said B's and H's. Um, <laughs> And so Scorpio was like, hip hop, you know, started with the male ego. And so mm-hmm. he's like, um, and it, it was built on this idea, which I'm all for, of you must crush your enemy. And so then Chuck D added his um, his bit. And he said that, you know, even though he's not that type of rapper, it was a rite of passage. Like the men on the stage had put him through the ringer. Mm-hmm. And the men on stage were like, and it's so funny given the age we're in now where you had like you for example you had like drake Mm -hmm. with several like um public beefs right and he's like we didn't even talk to each other Mm -hmm. he's like y'all think we were like this big party or happy family that was not how it was like it was about crushing your enemy me and kimber if we were men back then in hip-hop we would might meet each other on stage to trade bars but we didn't like hang out right is what he was saying we would have um, out though yeah but the the one thing that chuck did or maybe it was someone else on stage but they said that it's not a problem like they said it's something's built off it's a sportsmanship to it but he said when the male ego goes unchecked mm-hmm. that's when it could be a problem yeah. um so it was just a beautiful moment it just really I remember watching Teen Summit, but I don't remember it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't remember specific episodes and stuff like that. And there were other black shows. There used to be a black, oh my God, there was a black quiz show that used to come on Saturday mornings. That's adorable. I don't know what it was called. But it was, I'm totally making up this name, but it was something like, Know Your History. That you sounds like before? it, that does sound familiar. It used to come on Saturdays. I do not remember, but... Just I think about like growing up in an era where you had I feel teen, like I've seen, but yeah. don't remember. You grow up and you have Teen Summit. Mm-hmm. You have Ananda Lewis on other shows like Total Request Light. Yeah, Lala. We talked about Lala extensively on the show. Yeah. And all the stuff she did on the come up. And then you have like an actual black history, like competitive show. I think we it's need like, these type the of shows more doing? than ever in this day and age. And I think the most... Because you're not learning it in school. Nothing. And I think the most interesting and incredible part is that whether Ananda noticed it or not, in doing that, she essentially created and like reinforced somewhat of a tradition Mm -hmm. that used to exist for us as black people it was very tribal having like all these she's native american (laughs) like i don't think she realized that she channeled that i hope she does and i hope that eventually someone else takes that on because that needs to happen where you have the elders people like scorpio people that we had no idea about and all these different generations of people coming together to discuss our behaviors and just our overall trajectory. Like, that's incredible. So, now that Kimber said that, expect that 
expect to see there's some semblance of that on your favorite podcast because you know the interns take notes from everything yeah. that we say on here if you guys could just like like i'm a hippie i don't like paperwork <laughs> and i prefer not to send an invoice but if we could just get a percentage like 10 and 10 and like we'll be good on like that. literally right after we did the show on girlfriends all this praise came out from all these celebrities for Mara Brockakill, which she deserves a times a thousand. But like we've said before, it always follows what we're doing. Um, so yeah. So whoever's watching, you know, just like slide us that ten percent. It's okay. Um, I would also like gift cards to places such as Fridays, <laughs> um, on a weekly basis, because I know you got it. And what would you like? Maybe like a Whole Foods, Trader Joe's clothes gift card? No, I want jewelry and clothing. You have so many. I didn't say shoes. <laughs> I know I have a shoe problem. I'm still trying to well, figure that, that out. Well, do that with your 10%. <laughs> I'm trying to get a nice little gift basket here, you know? I'm trying to get the steak and the potatoes. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I do hope. I was very inspired by that. And mm-hmm. I do hope that, you know, we've done live shows. We did the cypher. Um, I would like to put more effort. Around the same time of all the other cyphers. That never happened. That never um, happened. But yeah, I would like to put more effort into that, what you just said. I want to sit, and I've met him a few times. Um, shout out to Hip Hop's Biggest Fan because he bigged him up Hip the other day. Hip Hop's Biggest but cool i would like to sit with like cool herc on one side of us and like 50 cent and then like g herbo actually that would be a great combination now that i'm thinking about it um but and even that same you know format but with like women from all those different like eras as well that's what's missing like the fact that you had all of those people on the same stage. It wasn't just gangster rappers, just political rappers, right. just the old school rappers. You had all those people on stage plus the youth. Right. And if they didn't have another time where they need to have their voices heard and questions asked, this is it. Oh, especially now with all the drug use that's going up. Yeah. All of the just... Oh, yeah. The way everyone's treating each other. We've got 13-year-olds stabbing people to death. And things like, I mean, now, if more than ever before, there needs to be some kind of discussion. Can oh, you man. Imagine? I didn't quiz her, guys. Oh. Okay. What's Ananda's sun sign? So, Ananda, <laughs> the impression I get from her, I think, um, <laughs> it's just so strange. Um... I feel like she could be an air sign. I could see why you would say that. But then... (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, so many factors to consider. Again, like, she, like Big Les, is very dynamic and very self-motivated. Very very self-motivated. Driven. So I also feel like earth or fire. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't see her being a water sign. No. Um, so my guesses would be for her either Aries, um, Aries, me, I don't know, Gemini, I just, I feel like, like, she's a little, she seems like a straight shooter. <laughs> you really shaded the Gemini? I'm, 
I'm not trying to. Kanye, my beloved Kanye, no, but is a Gemini. Like the women but it's like, Gemini. They no, seriously. Like every time I think of a, oh a Gemini, I automatically think of like Lisa Left Eye. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's that was, was another very... person I'm mo- briefly in high school. I modeled myself oh, after really? Lisa Left Eye. It's like she was very wise yes. and very out but with there, the shits. But then she very right, with the she's shits. with the shits, <laughs> and like there there's so many you know, news stories that provide evidence of that, where she burned her house down. I don't think Ananda would burn her house down. Um, she burned her, would burn her boyfriend's house down, not her house. Right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but, um... Oh, love. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, oh Ananda, <laughs> I get the impression that she could be an earth sign, a fire sign, or an air sign. So my guesses for her would be Aries, mm-hmm. um, possibly Leo. Mm, I can see that. Um, Aquarius, or um, like a Capricorn. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she has an influence. Capricorn. Yeah, like I could see, I could see that, like that being like a placement for her. Well, not only this is very near and dear to my heart. Besides the fact that she's also black and native. She has the same birthday as three special people in my life. My dad, my firstborn, and my illustrious uncle, um, who's a producer, um, who you know about. Yeah. All had the same birthday, March 21st. So she's an Aries. She's an Aries. Oh. It's just something about that specific day because all those people are very clearly musically inclined also. Yeah. So I feel like it's just a very... Aries is like the first sign it's the ruled by Mars action, like yeah, the driven, very... the motivation, and the fact that it's the first day of that sign. Mm-hmm. I feel like people born on that day just have like, there's just something special. The guy that plays, um, I'm being a dork now. So like, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My Matthew Broderick. He's same birthday. Oh, that's crazy. That's I just, funny. I just love you, March twenty first people. Anywho, mm. um, speaking of fire. We're going to start this. I'm going to be a little shady. Just a segue. Um, so, we, you know, we're big Beyonce fans. You're There's always... Beyonce fan. I, you love, you love Beyonce. I, I acknowledge her. I appreciate her talents. Um, well, that's, 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 that's enough. I don't love her. I love her. I can do without her. She knows her. I love her. She's like cookies and cream ice cream. I can see Beyonce. why everyone likes it, but she's not my favorite flavor. She's she knows I love her, but you know this is definitely somebody like anybody. When you get to that level, there's mm-hmm. always thousands of freaking rumors, and so um, I didn't realize until I was researching <laughs> the person we're gonna talk about now that mm-hmm. potentially that song "Ring the Alarm" allegedly oh, could man. have could have maybe been about Miss um, Marie Antoinette Wright, also known as Free. I think most of our viewers, God the ones that are on the me. younger side, myself included, are more familiar I and have up, more memories of Free than we do the other folks we Free talked was about. The first, uh, like, female co-host, aside from like the older stuffy ladies yeah. that um, I was familiar with. She was my first 106 and porch experience. <laughs> 
Um, you know. She's not just a TV personality. She's done production for TV. Mm-hmm. She's also a choreographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and listed also as a and philanthropist. She's gorgeous as oh hell. my god, yes. And she I guess when I say philanthropist, she's done a lot of work around imprisoned populations, mm-hmm. men and women. Okay. Um But uh yeah. I've just always loved her name too. Yeah. And like the way she embodied it. She's from Boston. Oh. Um Parking the Can, how she you? went to the Roxbury Center for Performing Arts. Mm. She now, if you some of you should already know this, but she sings, she raps. She's definitely known, I think, more so for the rapping that she's done. Even though I didn't know that, like behind the scenes, that was always a passion. Um, mm. So she performed and won a bunch of talent shows throughout Boston. Her big break came. I didn't know this. I should have known this, but I guess in '91 I was like in in grade school, so I wasn't paying attention. But she was in. <laughs> he's now known as Mark Wahlberg but back then he was known as Marky Mark so she her big break oh, was damn. she was in the good oh. vibration oh fuck <laughs> I just hear that that, that Mark hook in my background when people mention that too Marky Mark Calvin Klein's yeah. underwear all that yes <laughs> she was an intern at a radio station mm-hmm. she had a connection I don't really know the connection other than you know probably being friends to Wyclef mm-hmm. that landed her now this is taking it back on the Cannabis album? Remember oh, Cannabis and LL Cool J going back and forth? I have like a post on it if you go to Hip Hop Scriptures Instagram that actually got more interaction than I expected when I posted it a couple years ago. Oh, but I, I kind of like lay out the history of that a little bit. Um, so I was like, really? I would have never thought free and like Cannabis. Right. This this is the beauty of this show. When you start <laughs> digging into stuff and have an appreciation for the women in hip-hop and women in hip-hop being such a broad category because we didn't talked about video vixens we're talking about these pioneering vjs and djs and show hosts um, we talked about freaking makeup artists for like tupac and and the friday show i'm um, friday movies like the discovery of products by way of shows yes affiliated with the culture yes. like yes covering so bases that's a little juice for y'all. Mm-hmm. So on that vein, before we talk about her 106 Apart, which is what she's known for the most, she has an album that she started recording in like 2003, right? And see how everything always comes full circle? When we were talking about the show with Corinne Stephan and Sister Soldier, and somebody got pissed, like, don't you dare mention Corinne Stephan in the same sentence. Come As to find the same out. woman who wrote... One of the most yeah. successful urban novels. Not only did ever. they have Puffy in common, but both of these women have like their own charitable foundations mm-hmm. to help people that are like going through abuse and stuff like that. I wonder if Corinne knows like the ins and outs of like, like I wonder if she was intermingling with Big Les and uh, that is a good Ananda question. If anybody free. knows, and does she know about Free? Yeah, because we most of y'all are in New York like us, so. If you or your mom or your auntie or uncle knows, that would be great. Like, drop that tidbit. Because y'all, it all comes down to the beauty salon and barbershop where you find this stuff out. Seriously. Hell, I was in Dry Bar 
when somebody was telling me about when they met Fat Joe's wife and what she was like versus another rapper's wife and how they were so different. I'm not mm-hmm. going to divulge that because Fat what Joe's goes on actually, in the beauty uh, shop stays in the beauty yeah. shop. She's actually a dry bar regular. That's Yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, see? Yeah. I, I could tell you which dry bar you got to go to, but I'm not going to tell no, y'all. No, we're not going to do we're that. We're not going to tell you. Um, but anyway, so the point I was trying to make up is everything comes full circle. So we started this episode talking about our favorite Kanye and um, Kanye is actually featured on this album along with Missy, Just Blaze, Timbaland, probably some other people. A, I, a star a, lineup. It never came out. Mess. <laughs> so we don't know free if you planning you like maybe she has like an elaborate plan like when this happens that's when I'm gonna drop the album but with the way she's living I would her love life to hear now it. she's probably like let that go like she's probably mm. I don't know if she'll I think that passion out. is still there I mean right be, the year before she and AJ you know left 106 and Park there was a kerfuffle apparently about her doing a freestyle with of all people the Ying Yang twins and there was one clip that I saw like at their 500th episode where she's like just out there rapping mm-hmm. on the show so I feel like you know they had the freestyle Fridays another constructive outlet for youth because you could not curse you could not say anything sexually explicit you just had to trade bars mm-hmm. that was when Free and AJ were hosting the show it just mm-hmm. came this huge impact it surpassed MTV's TRL which was a huge feat for BET Yeah, like it became the place not just for black youth, but all the youth were like waiting for the 106 and Park video countdown, who the guests were going to be, the Freestyle Fridays. Like it right. really created something huge um, for hip hop. 100%. And now they've essentially, again, just a side eye to BET where you exiled AJ and Free. <laughs> um, for not only showing that they can present the culture and represent it, but can also be a part of it as well. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting that she was fit to announce the videos, and I'm sure Salt Shaker did show up on 106 and Park a couple countdowns in a row. (laughs) So it's fine for her to do that. Right. But as far as her having her message and embodying the same thing that she's hosting... Um, being a problem is again very interesting it just gives you a lot of insight um, to who's in the boardrooms Mm -hmm. and I experienced that I I don't know if I talked about it I blogged about it Mm -hmm. I don't know if I talked about it on the show being in media Mm -hmm. but working for these very and it wasn't always um, a brand sometimes I worked for agencies Mm -hmm. and it was like I wasn't allowed to talk about my hip hop museum and then you'd have like a white guy come in and the first thing he said, you know, every project's different. You have a different, mm-hmm. usually a, a core group, but then a larger, different group of people, mm-hmm. different designers, different um, DPs, whatever. And so you'd have this white guy come in, cool, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're getting to know each other. I used to do this and that for Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have like another, maybe a white girl. And she's like, yeah, I, I did such and such for another, you know, 50 cent. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so if I mentioned that, I'm into hip hop or mention what I do in the community. That's problematic. We literally work in media. We literally are working for brands and you know, six and a half times out of 10, they want to infuse some element of hip hop into their campaign. 
So much so that so, even regular commercials uh, now are using all the slang. Yeah. I think there was like a someone used twerk in words with friends. Twerk, bay, lit. Lit is like been a big from the whitest white brands. Not mm-hmm. even like the brands that would no see you know um those luxury fit in things with the culture. that send you bento boxes yeah. with your clothes mm-hmm. inside, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So I felt that, I'm gonna be honest, on a very personal level when I what you're saying that mm-hmm. she was that really messed me up. I'm like, so that was problematic for her to rap. But she's sitting there doing these iconic interviews with Jay-Z, mm-hmm. with Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. with Eminem, with Trina, with Chingy. Like, everybody that was popping back then. But her expressing herself in that same vein, in that same culture, is problematic. And it's only because... Because the thing is, it's not that it's... And this is where I'm going to show my real face. Uh-oh. My real evil my real fire lord brain is about to be exposed um it's not that it's not profitable because the thing i realize is and i feel like um the powers that be are also aware Mm -hmm. that there are certain things that can be exploited when something comes out of purity and raw talent and just someone's dynamic energy and just like their awesomeness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of profit that can be gained from that. Oh, so yeah. it's not that it's not profitable for us to be a part of the culture or have like a direct say in it to the degree that a lot of the boardroom people do. Um, but what it is, is empowering to black people yep and that i think is the issue that bet as well as all of these other networks and brands have and while i i don't know about you but i can't figure it out yet as to what has y'all so pressed and what it is that causes this aversion that you have to us feeling good about ourselves and being aware of things and being empowered but you know, I'm working on it. I think there's just something inherent in, I can't, you know, people love to say people of color, but I'm not a, I am a person of color, but I'm not a person of color. I'm a black person. That's my experience. Right. I'm of that color. And <laughs> I can only share my appreciation for my people. Honestly. So regardless of what part of the diaspora you're from, there's just something inherently magnetic attractive dynamic alluring about what comes out of us whether it's what we're cooking what we're saying what we're singing how we're dancing mm-hmm. how we walk i had how a, we look. i'll never forget i had a boyfriend that was like oh my god we had been together for a few months and he's like you're you're bow-legged and i was like what the fuck? I was like, I sure am. I was so tickled. He's like, but you got to walk. Like, you have a walk that no one's paying attention to that. Like, you can't even see. He's like, I just realized it. And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, they say that black men have a certain rhythm also uh-huh. when they walk. So, you know, when you don't. And it's just like on a personal level, too. I think I posted it. I reposted it. was like a Nipsey Hussle quote. It's just a lot of folks out here that just don't really care for themselves and God forbid there's some folks that actually hate themselves and that's right. just sad. 
And, and mean, you, when you come from a place of appreciation of yourself and you really do love yourself. See, this is, I have a lot of, we both have a lot of Scorpio in our chart. Mm -hmm. But I, the second sign that I have most dominant in my chart is Leo. And so I don't understand why someone would hate on me or be jealous of me because I've been through so much. But I have a lot of magnanimity. So I'm easily able to compliment this woman or the next woman and not even think about it two seconds later because I actually like myself. And Ooh, I okay. like what I see in the mirror and I know what I bring to the table. But some people can't understand that. Like they'll compliment her and then be thinking like, oh, does she think I'm dope? Does she think I'm... You know... And I don't relate to that. I got to stop you right there because... Uh-oh, <laughs> uh -oh, I hit a nerve. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm just about to state facts because people have openly admitted to me that... um or not even to me, but to someone else mm -hmm. regarding me that uh, they didn't pay me a compliment because they didn't want my head to get too big. See, I'm um, talking about. A lot of people like to pick little things out about me um, and, you know, say, oh, I like this. I like your that. I like your this. And then eventually they'll work their way around to, you know, just complimenting mm -hmm. me completely as a person or they'll avoid it altogether. And that in turn, I think, goes back to what you're saying, where it's like, are you looking at me in reference to yourself? Right, which you should never do. At all, because <laughs> I'm a mess. But all meant. that aside, <laughs> all. <laughs> all that aside, yeah, it's just, it all goes back to psychology. and So shout out to my really Leos. Scary. Because I'm not a Leo, but like I said, I have a lot of Leo on my chart, which would shock no one that actually knows me. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think they get a lot of flack for being whatever. They're just confident, typically. Um, they do have a, a way to get their egos bruised because they are so... What I'm saying is you, ha you have a second nature about you where you're just confident. And it's like, yeah, everybody come with me. Right. Yeah, you're beautiful. You're dope. You're right. whatever. And it's not... It is what it and is. And you're solid in yourself. <laughs> right. And people just don't know how to digest that. So I think, you know, collectively, like we all have our struggles, mm -hmm. but collectively black folk, it, we're that and it rubs some people the wrong way. That's one of the reasons we're in this capitalistic society. But it just society. runs so deep, yeah. That's like, why, that's one way so to control deep. it, to contain it, because free to have all these gifts, right? To be so dope, to be so beautiful, to be like this natural hair icon and this natural beauty. Right. It's almost like, well, who the hell are you mm -hmm. to think that we're going to let you do this too, you know? And I don't even know if that's the reason for why the show, her being part of the show ended. There's there's, there's some credence to it, um, but that's what happened, right? People, it did rub some people the wrong way. And then, unfortunately, the last year she was there, you know, you had Wendy Williams being one of the main folks that was like a mouthpiece about the Jay-Z rumors. She had to backtrack. And this is only me spending like 10 minutes watching the Wendy coverage, right? Yeah. She had to backtrack after fully having someone literally on her show say, oh, I saw Free at the hospital and Jay-Z was there and they had a baby boy and he was wearing a blue cashmere sweater. Oh my God. Literally had to come back on her other show and be like, oh, well... Apparently, it was Jay-Z's really good friend and this other woman that had a baby. And that's why he was at the hospital. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. That in itself <laughs> sounds like I'm not even going to touch that. Oh, yes. God. So, um, there was just a lot of, it sounds like, and I don't remember 
because like I said, I have memory of, but I don't know these memories. Like they're not close to near and dear to my heart, but there was a lot of friction because of those rumors, um, the final year. So between 2004 and 2005, um, before she left the show. I feel like Corinne knows something about all of this. Oh, I'm sure. But, you know, she and AJ, and AJ was like huge Mm -hmm. in the New York life. (laughs) nightlife scene and I think he owned some places so he was already like his own man before yeah. it was a guy from Chicago my Chicago people uh, Mr. Daniels out of Chicago that hipped him to hey BET's coming to New York because they're based in DC um, and they were like you gotta get this dude because he's like the king of nightlife or whatever so that's how that came about right. but they were replaced and the ratings suffered the quality of the show suffered no shade to these people. I'm just no, saying. All, all they were <laughs> replaced by Terrence, J, who we know as Terrence J so and Roxy. Terrence, you are corny. <laughs> I saw you at the Power premiere party at Madison Square oh, Garden. Lord. <laughs> you are a nightmarish host. You are the most proactive commercial looking. Oh, God. Super square, trying to be cool, cornball playing cool motherfucker i've ever seen okay so kimber saw terrence um i have seen him more recently not in person i saw him on because i'm a power fan he's been hosting the after show and a lot of people have been giving him flack because he's lousy (laughs) (laughs) he's lousy but he was you know there was a couple movies he was in that that i felt like he anywho so just, I'd sooner have like Common sit down and talk to the cast of Power. Hell, John Legend could sit down and talk to the cast of Power. No, John Legend. Okay, we gonna leave that there on the table. Um, just bring the full circle free. Just consider it. Though. Yes, her and AJ made a cameo in Drumline, mm-hmm. and they were just just. I'm just trying to let you guys understand if you didn't already know, like how impactful they were as a duo and her on her in her own right. Um, she, it, it wasn't until I watched the clip I was like, damn, that's right. They literally interviewed Aaliyah four days before her crash, and she's talking about the rock the boat video, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, like I couldn't imagine. You know, when I read these people's stories, I try to put myself in their imagine, shoes. Yeah, and like I'm like, could you imagine someone... Free's mind state? Like, yeah. we literally just spoke to this woman. Four days ago. Four. Not even, like, a week. Not even months. You know, where you'd have time to become estranged and all of that. Yeah. And then to spend that length of time and, like, you're discussing. Because that was, like, the turning point of her career, too, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Where she was going to be more mature and take on a different approach and it was supposed to be a reinvention of herself so it's like you're discussing all these prospects and you know the future and then it's cut short like, yeah that is insane yeah i just i would like to see one thing we didn't mention ananda lewis is um a carpenter um and has like her own HGTV series. She also has her own YouTube channel. That's just not something I would have ever Bless her imagined. So that's really dope. Um, shout out to her. Very she's also a mom now. Not now, but she's been a mom for mm-hmm. a few years. Um, but I wanted to kind of come full circle on the discussion of these women and just say, I want to see more of you guys. And there's probably women that because of our ages, we just don't know about that we may have overlooked that maybe even came before these women um i do want to shout out heather b and all the other women um from the sway show 
you mentioned Angie Martinez. I profiled her. I did like a blog post on her because um, I just appreciate everything she's ever done right. years ago um, on hip hop scriptures. Um, we talked about Lala. I want to shout out. Um, oh my God, my, my brain is going blank. Let's shout out two unlikely people. Remy Ma, who's now on State of the Culture with um, Mr. Budden. And Jazzy Bell is on that show as well. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then even though, you know, she's also a rapper, Nicki Minaj has her queen radio. I'm shouting them out because as I thought about where we are now and who I see sitting on other big platforms, I just feel like given that these women were like huge <laughs> culture changers and like innovators and pioneers, I just see less and less of women that look like us um, on the larger platform. So I wanted to shout out all those women, even if they're women that you may not like <laughs> or don't like what they have to say. Right. Um, I would like to see more of the women we just talked about. And I would like to see more representation of black women being that hip hop started in the black community. Um, it's only on the right. larger platforms. It's only right. So I wanted to end on that note. And I think free is a, Hmm. Now she gives me like a little bit of watery vibes. Okay. She Let's see where we go with this one. <laughs> um, I feel like she could be like, um, I don't get earth from her. No, no. I don't get earth from her. Um, I think she could be a Pisces or... If not, like, what am I, like, if not, like, um, I don't think she's a Gemini either. <laughs> I keep, you I have always to have consider to rule out Gemini. I have to consider it. I Why? Have because to, they're so creative? It's, it's like, there's creativity in these people, obviously. Right. But then it's like, there's just a certain nature that it's like. There, I guess these people just aren't like well, but even like the scale of drama that surrounded her towards the end of her run with 106 and Park mm -hmm. isn't to the Gemini extreme. Yeah. Um. I feel like Free could be either a Pisces or a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Um. I wouldn't say she's a Sag. She could be. She kind of has that kind of like, you know, wrinkled shirt energy we tend to have. <laughs> um, um, and I wouldn't guess Earth for her either. Um, perhaps a Libra. Hmm, that's a good guess. Perhaps a Libra. She is an air sign. Okay. She's an Aquarius. Ah! <laughs> well, looks like... um. Like, I, I get, like, a scratch-off prize or something. I want ravioli. That could be my prize. You got it. I actually have a place that uh, I just found. I have not been to it, but mm. I want to go. Yes. I'm not going to tell like, you people. You'll see it on my story. Like lobster ravioli or something. <laughs> Some kind of good stuff. And I don't want, I don't want like... I also want chicken nuggets right now. I'm kind of going through a thing. So now we're towards the end. That we are. And I wanted to talk about another Christmas gift we got yesterday. And that would be? <laughs> From none other than Waste Man himself. Yes. 
Skincare. Aubrey. Aubrey Drizzy. Graham. The Sixth God. He is not a waste man. He Sitting is there in all black. A genius. In true Scorpio fashion. <laughs> he did a two hour and 20 minute damn near tell all of all things Drake. Let's with... look up the numbers 222. Two, two. Oh, I can like... tell you what 222 two, two yeah, means. Well, you were so in the right place at the right time that. and the right path. Because that's very But it was 220. Okay. So close. But he was there with B dot. Miller and Elliot Wilson, our favorite title person. Mm. Um, and it was literally like, okay, what does everybody want to know about me? I'm just going to tell everything. Mm -hmm. He talked about... J-Lo. J-Lo, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. A little bit, not about Serena, but Serena was mentioned. Yeah, he touched on a lot of those... Um... Nikki, Meek Mill. Well, Meek Mill and then Nikki by default. Right. Um, Chris Brown. His music <laughs> tells all his business, but it's like, when you really think about it, he still he clarifies that Scorpio mystique mm -hmm. where you don't know all there is. Talked about mention of it. We thought this was funny. He talked about Kanye and having no desire to want to reconcile with him. Now, mind you, they both dropped Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. So they clearly have something in common. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But um, what stood out the most? I guess it was nice to hear him clarify him and Chris Brown reconciling. I will say that. Yeah. I really did enjoy both the video and the song for No Guy. And so it was really nice to hear the backstory. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. It was a cool little tidbit. We posted to our story earlier about Serena Williams being the one to push him to do back to back. Back to back. Which was a beat like, first of all. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge that whoever Drake's producers are, Boy. you guys spoil the fuck out of mm -hmm. him because back to back, like even the clean version was like. Well, 40's his main, obviously, dynamic duo producer, but he said it was a kid. He didn't say who that brought in that beat, but he said it was super duper slow. So he told 40 to speed it up a little bit. So it was still slow, right. but you can imagine what it must have sounded like. And then he's like, speed it up a little bit. And then he went in. Mind-blowing. Like, spoiled princess of all hip-hop. Like, his beats are elaborate. Every time he says something, it's a cultural mm -hmm. revolution. It becomes, you know, another phrase in the dictionary. Another thing he has in common with Kanye. But What people honed in on, though... See, we were talking about our favorite parts, but mm -hmm. what people honed in on was <laughs> what he had to say about Pusha T. Um, it was like pluses and minuses from where I sat. He basically was like, you know, I'm the number one artist in the world. So, of course, this guy's going to take the opportunity to do what he did. I oh. think it was mm -hmm. below the belt, but he won. Mm -hmm. But it was a chess move, basically. Mm -hmm. But I learned from it. I took a hit. You know, all those things. Especially because, you know, Drake at one point was the one that was going after people. Like, he had the nerve to wake Common up from his slumber. Be careful, guys, about the clips. That, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Be careful about just listening to the clips because I almost fell into that. It is a two, almost two and a half hour. And so I watched it. I need to rewatch the last 30 minutes because I was multitasking. But, um... So there's a clip where he's like, oh, I can't, I can't really listen to Pusha T anymore because I don't believe him. Because he's always talking about Shit. being a drug dealer and I know what he really is. 
You could take that or leave it. But the point is, people then were so quick, you know, this is the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And it's messing up friendships, relationships, and everything else. Somebody had to be like, oh, here's a headline from him buying the microphone of Pusha T on eBay because he's such a huge Pusha T fan. If you watch the video, the interviewers bring that up. And he admits to that. He's like, I'm not saying I wasn't a huge fan. The microphone's still upstairs, by the way. I'm saying I can't listen to him now. He's like, I was 16 probably. Can't listen to lies. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) I was probably 16 when I bought that mic. And he's telling you, A, bought the mic. B, still in my house. C, as an adult, grown man, and knowing what I know, I'm saying present day forward or whenever the epiphany came, I wish him well. But in but... true Twitter fashion. <laughs> so that's just one example. I'm not going to get into that because that's not what I want to focus on. But for those of you like me who are on the Twitterverse pretty much every day, be careful because there's plenty of examples where they've taken clips and made it seem like, well, oh, Pusha T is living in his head rent free. He admits to everything. He's not denying he was a huge fan. He's not denying he bought the microphone. He's saying, now, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. The job we have on this earth is to evolve. Right. So he's evolved from being a teenage kid with pimples, buying Pusha T's mic on eBay to a grown man who's now... Knows um, Pusha T and is of age. Who's and, 33. <laughs> right. And he's like... And that, doesn't, and that doesn't change, by the way, because I am old enough to remember the clips and Pusha T well before Drake was a thing. I, I do understand the perspective of those who grew up under Drake, right? right? So that does not diminish my viewpoint on Pusha T at all. He's still one of the baddest lyricists. And, I and still he never got cut his hair. He never got the accolades he should have gotten, but be, that's just the way the cookie crumbles as far as what people want and gravitate to and who becomes top shelf. So I'm not taking anything away from Pusha T, but I understand what Drake is saying. Um, so just want to touch Can't on that. Can't listen to lies, you know? And one of our favorite... Oh, my favorite parts. Um, again, not shocked. I just like the way that he worded it. Because, you know, there was a lot of chit-chat about him and J-Lo. He even... But the thing, like Kimber said, he puts it in the music. He puts it in the music. He's like, A-Rod a damn trip had me on front page, though. Like, he's telling you. So they just f- flat out were like, was this a thing? Was it fabricated? And what he said, and I think it was accurate. I don't think he was trying to be coy to be honest yeah he's like there was a point he kind of pauses and he looks up he looks up a lot during the interview he looks mm-hmm. at the ceiling but he's like we were hanging out there was a period of time i'm sure we can all relate mm-hmm. i just did this myself not hanging out with them anymore but i was hanging out with somebody we were hanging out consistently right wasn't my girlfriend my fiance mm-hmm. maybe not even my boo but he's like i have the utmost respect for her she's an amazing person legend, artist, you, you name it. Um, mm-hmm. Same for Rihanna. So, you know, y'all can continue to do what we do. Drake is one of the, our favorite people, I think, to make fun of, and I think he knows that, and I think he's embraced that. So we can keep making memes and all that. I mean, but... I, just, I just feel like at this point, we need a hip-hop summit. That's something y'all could put in y'all little mm-hmm. pod. Add that to y'all notes. Um, 10%. <laughs> Fridays gift cards, Starbucks gift cards, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Um, Because imagine how much clarity there would be in the industry if we didn't let Instagram live and all of that shit facilitate the discussions that these artists need to have. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I damn sure wouldn't waste studio time if I was a recording artist, but it would be great to see, you know, people have like discussions, Mm -hmm. um, Drake sit with Pusha and Kanye and like actually talk with like some person from and they can still disagree but you get that well-rounded understanding it would be totally different and it would give such a refreshing dimension to hip-hop as well it wouldn't just be all this shade room bullshit somebody literally posted like can can that be one thing we don't bring into 2020 Mm -hmm. was the shade room and their target demographic which is not me by the way (laughs) was retweeting and reposting the hell out of it so that should tell you something um but you know i wanted to say i think well, we know humans. Once we fall in love with something or someone, we typically go to excess. Mm-hmm. And so the internet, reality TV, Instagram was new and shiny, and we have literally killed it. Yeah. And so now with so, Kimber... So that Facebook just bought it. Yeah, what Kimber's saying, I think, is what we need to focus on, which is bringing it back full circle. Okay, we, we, we did it to death. Mm-hmm. Now we need to bring, as a Libra, I can appreciate this, balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we need more of the summits, whether it's a hip hop summit or teen summit like thing, and um, just communication and honesty, communication and community mm-hmm. that's what's missing. We don't have anything right now. Is the shade room community? No, we don't have a platform for community, right? And especially now with um, the artist that passed away recently, Juice World. Oh my I God. think it would be so important and so incredible to have you know, the daddy future sit in on a discussion with, um, like post Lord, 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 and, um, <laughs> you know, whoever else is like responsible for, or can be considered responsible because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we are freaking adults, but unfortunately celebrities have this double edged sword where they're revered as gods and they are followed as mm-hmm. such and in turn they can be punished for it. Yeah. Um but it would be incredible to see like a round table Jada, red table talk, like bring them on down and have a discussion about you know, what that life entails, what it really means, what it really what what it's really like. Lil Wayne, like let's talk about Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, Lil Wayne just was in the news. Come on they found down. they found some stuff on right. his plane. They're always finding shit on him and now like his medical records are starting to come up are you as well. Serious? Where yeah, like they're saying like How he's had seizures even... and stuff like that. It can't be legal. So it's like, <laughs> you know, all of those things need to be discussed and it can't hurt for us to know more about something we love so much, which is, well, y'all love so much, which is hip hop and, you know, like the overall culture and the inner workings of it and the people in it. Yeah, well, Drake did touch on his, I can't call it a beef. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all want to call it. Y'all know him and Jay-Z have traded Jay-Z's are. just fucking annoying. So he so talks about... I mean, technically, he was on Jay-Z's platform with the with the host from Red Radar. Yeah, we'll just call it the Jay-Z effect. But what I love, I want to I want to end the that Jay-Z part... The Jay-Z allergy. On a positive note, he, in spite of everything, and he was dead-ass serious <laughs> when he said he's not fucking with Kanye right now, but he's like, he's still my favorite. And he's still, like, my most... With the exception of Jay-Z, like, they're equally... Um, but he's like my favorite artist and he always will be mm-hmm. um, regardless of the fuck shit that I feel like he's put me through I'm paraphrasing yeah but that's not exactly what he said but that's essentially yeah. what he said but to your point about Juice World, soon as I heard the news the first person my heart like ached for and I thought of 
constantly was G Herbo mm. because I know how much he praised him, talked about how close they were, and I just kept looking like it to see if he was going to post something just to see where his mind was at. Yeah. And um, I know that him and so many other people are still hurting and, you know, his fans, that communities from Chicago, well, from suburbs of Chicago, mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with that high school and the talent that's come out of there. Um, what an idea. Like, what if that was there? You know what I mean? You could even do it in, like, three different cities. That would and be have so these kids pathetic. that do look up to, to Juice World and Future talk about that and have Future and some of the other folks you that mentioned. That would be so cathartic. Let's get back. This is collectively. Like, everybody has their New Year's resolution. I'll be honest. I do kind of do New Year's resolutions, but my New Year's resolutions, I start on my birthday. Because I always mm -hmm. look at my birthday as like, well, what have I done since my last year? Year. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not that much into like the New Year. By the time the New Year's come, I'm trying to see how I can continue to implement <laughs> what I decided I needed to do back in October. That's awesome. Um, but collectively, I will say it again, as a community, let's get back to the community aspect of hip hop. That is very much absent but right. also I think from what we've seen in 2019 and even prior and even just what we talked about today with all the phenomenal work that these women have done is missing it's absent we're hurting because of it mm -hmm. yeah and while we're talking about you know reuniting and community and oneness um Diddy recently had a birthday. Oh yes! Oh my God! And... That whoever that film person was, mm -hmm. he inspired so many people that I followed. That our filmmaker, they were like, "This makes me like, I don't know. I need to go look up this person." But whoever did that that summary film of the wow, like that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and they really, um, you know, captured the beauty of the occasion, mm -hmm. the festivities. Um, it was great to see celebrities just be regular people um, partying. But um, yeah, talking about community and oneness and togetherness, Jay-Z. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Your favorite person. I hope to God that those still shots that became memes about this is oh, why I totally asked who forgot about over that. there before I come over there. <laughs> Before it turned, I hope before it turned into all of that, those expressions <laughs> on your face. <sighs> I just need you to one, get over yourself <laughs> with your fucking starter locks and know and understand that this is someone that you not only shit it on like a big brother for God knows how many years and had under your thumb and probably at your beck and call more than you should have for however long. You're just, your arrogance just really blows my mind. Just because you've chosen a Southern Belle for a fucking wife and Kanye has taken on, you know this heathen doesn't mean that you cannot coexist. I don't know what it is and your difference in opinion. I just really need you to also like consider getting on a panel discussion and having a conversation about friendship hmm. and not being such a cock. I would sign up for that. 
I would definitely feel You know, that. like, can we really just talk about it? Because that was just disgusting to me. Well. That you let, as private as you are, <laughs> as poised as you are, as conservative as you have oh, been, God. and careful with your media image, that you allowed yourself to be photographed with someone that was essentially, if not, you know, under your tutelage or whatever the hell, I don't know, sensei samurai i don't know what the dynamic was between you two really but for you to be seen looking that way around someone that was once so dear to you but simply because of a difference of opinion or because of um you know disrespect or your misunderstanding of his expression of his emotions like i just well he was quoted as saying that that was not his first time interacting with or seeing Kanye, that they apparently had spoken months prior, but the photos were not in the best light. I like will I agree said, with I you hope on that. Like I said, I hope to God, because... You know, just, I've been caught so off annoying. guard. And it could look like I'm thinking something or feeling something. I'm totally... You know, and I've had people be like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? This I just, is just my face. Just so really, maybe it was one of those. I just really can't stand the person that you've become. <laughs> because, you know, the fact is, you still look like a camel. Oh, Lord. And don't we tell all you've got is that fucking flow of yours and that uh, 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 and all those other little ad libs. Don't we tell children that it's what's on the inside that counts? Don't we? Girl. <laughs> are we lying to these kids? Because I feel Girl. like adults are lying. What Dion Cole say? Not everybody's fucking picture gets hung up on the refrigerator. Oh, man. My picture's not on the refrigerator. I, you know what? But Dion really? Cole... Oh, my grandma's refrigerator for sure. Okay. But everybody's is. But mine is more prominent because I'm a favorite. But okay. point being... I need to watch his Netflix because Drea was like quoting him and everybody was like dying on Twitter the other night. And I was like, first of all, why is she tweeting so late? But <laughs> I need to go check that out. Shout yeah, out to no, Dion Cole. Another like, Chicago beautiful yeah, person. No, his stand-up was really great. I watched it like twice. Really? Mm-hmm. And he's a Capricorn, which I knew. That I'm not. You know what? I'm not at all surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, Capricorn and me is a mixed bag. Some things I read when I'm just bored and perusing, say that it's a good match. And then others say it's a terrible match. It's not it's as bad both. as Virgo, I think. It's a pendulum. The cap. I think it depends on... It's very, 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 very dependent on what else is in the chart. Because I yeah. think generally a Capricorn would find me too, as others have said, random. <laughs> and I think not it's a- stable enough and not traditional enough. And I they think, do like tradition. I so. think it's, it's a pendulum and it also depends on the nature of the relationship. Because I know a lot of wonderful, like, existing Libra Capricorn friendships. Okay, friendships I could see. Horrible Libra Capricorn <laughs> intimate yeah, romantic yeah, relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's literally like one extreme or the other. Yeah. I have a shit ton of Capricorn and Scorpio in my chart. I only have one Sagittarius placement. Hmm. So... Thank goodness, I guess. Interesting. My Sagittarius placement is in a very, very important placement because it keeps coming up oh, on yeah. CoStar, and that's in Neptune, which apparently represents creativity. my spirituality and my creativity, mm-hmm. which explains a lot. Right. 
Uh, yeah, very expansive, very, very loop-de-loo. <laughs> Oh, Anywho, <laughs> I do want to um, send love and prayers to all of Juice World's loved ones, family, friends, um, cohorts included, Megan the Stallion. Um, I, I had read this when I first started following her, but I didn't realize that it happened in the same month. So she mm. lost her mother and her grandmother oh. in the same month, not that long ago. And mm. so she had like a very emotional message that she put out for everyone where she's like you know this was very difficult I couldn't imagine mm -hmm. and then all these good things happen are happening to me but like this still is with me it's still very hard and so just kind of saying you know for those because I saw a lot more this year which I'm happy about of people saying hey don't forget this time of year can be triggering for a lot of people either because they don't have anybody or and or because they lost someone yeah. And sometimes maybe you do have people around you, but you could have lost someone very near and dear to your heart around this time of year. Mm -hmm. So you're automatically going to go back to that. So um, just a shout out to Megan Thee Stallion and other people who have lost someone and that they're thinking of. Or, or you know, there was even a story. Especially that they have to be reminded of it like now where it's all about family and being grateful and thankful and all of that definitely want to just send that energy and that mm -hmm. love out there to those people that feel lonely that feel lost that's usually me around this time of year i'm gonna be honest with y'all i was so happy that they're here this year but for the past almost decade i am the grinch and my people that know me for a few right. years know this is oh like yeah your first christmas where you didn't i watched claudine okay and i <laughs> so you did that I didn't watch Claudine this year, right. but I normally am at it's home like the first year watching Claudine um, in my PJs and just, I'm not going to even lie, as much as I'm bubbly or whatever, I am the Grinch. I'm like, don't <laughs> fucking call me. I don't want to see pictures of you and your family in matching pajamas. Oh I don't God. care. <laughs> like, can this part of the year just pass? Oh, and, and usually me and Hazel Unicorn, shout out to you. Hey, We're Hazel. both nuts. She's also a rising Scorpio, but she's a Capricorn. We do the same shit every year. Like literally December 30th. We're like, oh. So, you know, that's when I start to liven up a little bit because it's almost over and we're going right. into a new year and we both are idiots and we'll be like, so do you have plans? Or like what parties do you know about? <laughs> like literally the day before New Year's Eve. And then we usually go through like 100,000 links and screenshots because we're both very analytical. So then we're like, well, this party seems better than this one. Well, this should be in the top 10. Let's make a note and like shit. And then we oh end up not God. going anywhere that's or just like so going out to dinner and eating dessert. That's, like literally ridiculous. That's the thing, like knowing y'all, that's the first thing I would have thought. Dinner and dessert. I was surprised to hear parties. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> they don't... <laughs> Party. I have, yeah, I have, I I have like, photo evidence of me and that girl partying. I believe it, but I just feel like <laughs> nine times out of ten, y'all want to go somewhere and eat. That's true. <laughs> and it's like the most decadent shit too. It's, it's not like, like a cafeteria. Normal, it's not like no normal food experience. It's like the height of foodiness. Oh my god! I'm gonna say a special prayer for myself. Whether I have them, they're probably gonna, now that they're like adults, they'll probably switch up every year. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably be alone again. So mm. my prayer for myself is that next year, 
Even if I'm not with my own family, I'm with somebody's family. <laughs> Oh God! Cause oh, we don't God. need me turning back. I like not being the Grinch this year. So yeah, let's let's see if we can keep that going. I agree. <laughs> that would be great for you, and you do deserve that much. So, oh my God! Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yes, Happy New Year! Happy we New Year! We started the year. Um, damn! Basically, we started January with a live show that was. Was a lot of tension, but uh, there was a lot of nervousness. I think there was a lot of question marks. There were some changes significantly a from what we thought it was going to be. Nigga business. And where we mishaps. landed was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that <laughs> we did. I think something that we didn't do, but I think is a huge bump for us, is that you can now listen to us on Spotify. Because we started on Anchor. Anchor bought or Spotify bought Anchor a few months ago, but we weren't immediately available on that platform. But that's dope because we're on Apple, Google. We're lit now. Yeah. So, you know, um, as usual, we're going to take our time <laughs> between now and the new year to figure out what's next. But I do, I'm saying this here, and we've said it to each other, we want to really build out some more community um, programming and platforms uh, for Absolutely. popping off pink i mean we started by creating an intentional space for women um to voice our concerns and opinions in hip-hop and we created another space within that space which is not the norm we are friends with a lot of people that have podcasts and although it is still triggering <laughs> we're still very proud of the work that was done for the cypher and creating that space and it, it honestly couldn't have went better it couldn't have turned out more beautiful visually yes. either shout out to reggie angelou mm -hmm. the winner of the cypher we had we had back for episode time. two of this season a couple weeks back we yeah. were hanging out she's an amazing person and she's a gemini right she's a gemini. there we go now it's she come shows full circle. <laughs> and this is what i meant every time reggie comes oh out God. she comes out yes. it's crazy yes literal life of the party literally any any other closing um, parting thoughts before we go to our partay that we're going yes, to yes we're gonna go see <laughs> dj hijinks at yes. kinfolk 90 MBK. tonight for the what is it the they always dragging bounce. me out of queens y'all because nothing into happens Brooklyn. out here it's the there's good food but nothing happens out here um but we're yeah do we're on our queens. way to that <laughs> my departing message um follow me on kimber can't draw at Kimber Can't Draw on Instagram, rather. That makes more sense, yes. <laughs> um, follow me there. I will be doing more art things. Um, I have strong sense about what's coming to me, what's coming to us, um, the future as a whole. So, you know, um, get your fucking running shoes, get some water, and keep up with us. Yes, um... Thank you to my brother who convinced me to come back on Twitter. So you can follow me. I tried to do the whole brand consistency. So you can actually follow me at the same handle on Twitter or on Instagram, whichever is your thing. Um, at she's so fly, C-H-I-S-O-P-H-L-Y. 
I have some emails I need to answer. So you, <laughs> I do have some um, additional blog posts. I did a blog post that did really well recently on your favorite person, Jay-Z turning 50 that resonated with a lot of folks. So check that out. And yeah, I'm just kind of fumbling my way into the new year. I don't know. <laughs> I am not particularly sure about what I'm going to be doing um, over the next 30 or 60 days, but I am on a very interesting adventure and just kind of talking to people about different avenues and opportunities. So, of course, I'll yes, keep you guys posted. Lots of talks lately, <laughs> lots of good conversation, lots of, um, you know, self realizations and affirmations about things. I've been getting a lot of just like messages, just like bam like I'm just like that's a good point one thing I, I I have been strengthening and feeling better about is um if you're having a conversation regardless of the medium um and you start to think about what someone else may think then reroute yourself and I think the theme for me has been boundaries um, your real friends will respect it and anyone who can't will fall away and that's to your benefit. Um, don't be afraid of change. There's no such thing as losing friends or mm. losing people. You're only going to gain yourself and the more self-respect and self-love you gain, the better. And that's true self-love and self-respect, mm -hmm. keeping yourself to yourself and sharing with those that give back to you in return. Exactly. And, um... I've learned that patience is a very real thing, and impatience is a result of fear. Mm. So, watch that. Good stuff, man. <laughs> um, Always. So, <laughs> we will see you in the new year. Anybody that's actually going out and celebrating... As always, be careful, especially with, I'll you know, try. we, I, we retweeted, um, from the popping on pink Twitter account, Uber, and I never thought we retweet a brand, but I had to retweet this. They now have implemented an emergency button in the app. So, you know, there's been memes and jokes and, and concerns about a lot of stuff that's happened, um, with women specifically with oh, sex goodness. trafficking and Uber. So, you know, that's their... God forbid you need to use it, but just wanted to make you guys aware. Um, something I try to do as much as possible, um, especially on nights like tonight when I'm leaving my precious borough, is be mindful of traveling by yourself. Be mindful of the time you're getting home and that type of stuff. So just, you know. Have that emergency fund, that emergency cab fund. To quote Mr. Robinson, Eddie Murphy, that... <laughs> came back on Saturday Night Live and had like their highest rated show ever. Um, take care of yourselves and your neighbors. <laughs> See you. As always, bye hoes. See you on the other side. <laughs>